Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The captain delivers late in game seven. The thing that burns him is wanting to win a Stanley Cup. That's a win-win-win for the organization and a win-win-win for the people of Edmonton. Leon Dreisaitl, 50th of the year. This is exciting for the fans of Edmonton. They deserve it. Zach Hyman finds the rebound. You went in called by the weather there. A pretty surreal moment and you know a dream come true. Jay Woodcroft has done an amazing job. The people in our organization got a taste for playing hockey in the month of June, but I don't think anybody's satisfied with just that. Connor McDavid has won the Battle of Alberta for Edmonton in overtime. And this is Oilers Now. With Bob Stoffer, brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. California, the album, the single released by the Eagles, who rolled through town this fall, put on an excellent show at Rogers Place. The Oilers not putting on an excellent show through the first 40 minutes last night against the Philadelphia Flyers, but ultimately end up taking a couple of points. And that's not necessarily been the case. In fact, I would consider that the exact opposite of the case. Previous few games where the team was playing well and managed to cough up the extra point. It is Brendan Escott in with you today on Oilers Now. Bob traveling to Pittsburgh. The team on route uh, out east for a couple more road games. Uh, Columbus on Saturday morning. Another really early one on 6.30, Chad. But tomorrow you'll have a 5 o'clock puck drop between the Oilers and Pittsburgh Penguins. Lots to catch you up on from last night's 4-2 win 
on home ice. We'll have plenty of time for your input on the team's performance. Defensively, there is a lot left to be desired right now. We can talk about that until we're blue in the face. We're going to have some time after the 1 o'clock news. So either uh, get your thoughts in now at 780-496-0063 via the Ashley Fine Floors text line or give us a call in about an hour's time on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. George Thorogood and the Destroyers taking the stage at the River Cree on May 4th, by the way. Info and tickets at rivercreeresort.com. A little later on, we'll hear from uh, Sportsnet's Mark Spector as well as David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. He and that group running the advanced analytics on Oilers defensemen and, uh, you know, high-danger scoring chances, which we know the team can generate. That's not an issue right now. The issue is that it seems as though this team needs to score four or five goals in order to comfortably win a hockey game. And the fact of the matter is that doesn't really even work right now, let alone three months from now when we're talking about the second or third round of the playoffs, if you've managed to get that far. So lots to tighten up. And I wonder if that's where you would like to see this team make the additions, of course, the trade deadline coming up in just nine days now march 3rd next friday we will have coverage on 6 30 chat of course you know where to find all the latest details uh, but i'm not so sure that it's abundantly clear what edmonton is going to add we know they're going to add but it just seems like every game you could make a case for a different type of addition to this team. Sometimes they look like they really need help in the face-off circle. Other times it looks like their penalty killing could use a kick in the pants. A lot of the time it looks like they need help on defense. Defensively, guys that can move the puck, but more importantly, guys that box out the front of the net, that take a check hard into the wall. Somebody who's very difficult to play against and far too often... If you're asking me, I see plays not being made. And in the last five games, these plays have resulted directly in goals against. They need to be harder to play against. So 780-496-0063. I know we've kind of been hashing this out a lot, but because it's ever-evolving, we can keep sort of massaging the issue. What are you looking at addressing in a week and a half's time at the trade deadline? Because in all likelihood, I don't think Eric Carlson is coming here. And if he did, I don't think he's tipping the scales in the right direction for this team. Jacob Chicker and I have more time of day four, but I, why isn't he playing right now? I get you want to preserve and protect the asset, but, you know, there's some things that might be red flags there, and, and the fact that that saga has been going on for a couple of years leads me to believe that maybe there's something a little bit beneath the surface. We've got Cody Jansen on the other side of the glass today. Appreciate you stepping in, Cody. It's been a long time since we've had you here in this role. How are you doing? Doing great. Yeah, it's been a couple minutes, that's for sure. A couple minutes or a couple of months? <laughs> Same thing, right? Same Time thing. flies. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, Appreciate you stepping up, like I said, and and a lot has changed with this hockey team. The thing that hasn't really changed is their spot in the standings because it's it's just so muddied up in the West right now. They they pick up two points last night, and did they gain ground? No, they did not. There's still only three points back of Vegas, so I, I get it. You're not actually moving up in the standings, but there's a lot of season left, and you're right there. You're two punches away from being top in the you know division. 
Certainly, and Vegas's goaltending situation has completely deteriorated. They are running with their two minor league goaltenders and Laurent Bassois, who we know from his time in Edmonton, and Michael Hutchinson, who's uh, essentially been a suitcase for the last three years on his own, three or four years on his own. That's that's what they're trotting out in the absence of Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson. So the longevity and of Robin Vegas's Leonard. position and Robin Leonard, who hasn't even suited up this year, right? So the longevity of Vegas atop this division. I'm not so sure about, but again, Edmonton, it's hard to say that they need to be picking up points. They have been. What are you talking about, Brendan? Points in 15 of 16 games, and yet the mood was still a little bit sour because of the way that they had squandered those few last points. So it seems silly to me to say you need to be uh, accumulating as much as possible here. Like, that's obvious. But in reality, they have won 15 of 16, or picked up points, I should say, in 15 of 16 games, Cody, and they are in the exact same spot in the standings as they were when this started. Well, you talked about the energy levels and seeing that. And I know it's been a short sample here with just a couple of guys being day-to-day, but when you got Costa and Evander Kane in the lineup, this is a totally different-looking lineup. Yeah, it certainly is. They they looked, last night in particular, like they lacked some juice again. Again, why was nobody there able to drag them into the fight? Why does it seem like, you know, clean, clean Costin on an entry-level deal brings that kind of emotion that the team was lacking in the first 40 minutes? Not the first four, the first 40, right? Against a bad team, against an injury-riddled bad hockey team in the Philadelphia Flyers. Now they got it done, and you can't always win with your A game. You've got superstars, and the superstars delivered last night. Let's go to the audio vault right now. I'll tell you how it sounded, or actually, Cam Moon will. For our friends at Direct Workwear, specialized to work with your business, outfit your crew from head to toe in Edmonton and Fort McMurray. Here was the call on the Oilers radio network. For the second and final time in the regular season, the Edmonton Oilers take on the Philadelphia Flyers. Edmonton head to the right. The wraparound scores! came out from behind the net and went with the wraparound. It goes underneath Skinner. But in comes Devin Shore. Good job by Shore. He'll get it out. Boy, Army, the one-timer goes just wide up through the feed from Shore. Goes back to Barry. He'll shoot. Scores! Tyson Barry right off the faceoff goes glove side on Hart. And the Oilers have tied the game at one. You know, these guys are playing us tight, and they're on a back-to-back, and so they're going to try to slow the game down. And We've got to make some adjustments and, and try to find a, uh, some time in their end, but yeah, it's a big one at the end of the period to level things out. Hayes will get it in front of the net, scores! Redirected in front of the net after Hayes was able to play it to the middle, and Tippett gets his stick on it. Behind the flyer net, all the way across, Nugent Hopkins to dry side of scores! Left wing point, Kulak will rip a shot, doesn't get through, it gets into the slot area. Now side of the net, scores! Connor McDavid banked it off of somebody in front of the net, the Oilers have a 3-2 lead. Well, you keep the pressure up, you're constantly in their zone, and eventually you're going to get a break. All the shots they blocked and fronted, and that was from a very acute angle. The Edmonton Oilers come back here in the third period to get a 4-2 victory over the Flyers. 
Well, there you go. It wasn't necessarily a Picasso, as we like to say, and uh, I'm not even so sure that one was dogs playing poker, because in the end... With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Edmonton pressed hard in that third period. 20 minutes worth of an effort isn't going to win you a playoff game, but it might get you a regular season win over the Philadelphia Flyers, for example. Captain Connor McDavid talked about uh, coming out flat to start that one. You know, obviously I thought uh, we didn't really have our stuff. Um, you know, we were pretty flat. Only 10 shots through 40, that's not good enough. And I thought we did, you know, had a great response. Um, give them credit. You know, they play us hard. They're uh, you know, a stingy team and uh, kind of keep everything to the outside. And you know, I thought we did a good job of generating uh, offense there in the third. Philadelphia was doing a great job, Cody, in the neutral zone of really keeping Edmonton to the outside. Everything had to be dumped in behind the defense. And where we've seen this before is that playoff series against Los Angeles, where if you can play a passive forecheck on Edmonton and make it really difficult through the middle of the ice, um, it takes it takes an adjustment period by the Oilers to get through that. And so I thought even though the skill of the Flyers is, I mean, it's not there. And they didn't have Travis connecting last night. So you could say it's basically non-existent and yet they were scrapping out a hockey game against some of the best offensive players in the world and that is a great point right torts does kind of coach similar to todd in that old school defensive first mentality but no matter what only 26 shots on goal against the philadelphia flyers this year yeah that's not ideal and that's never gonna cut it no absolutely not so shot um, volume, I don't think, is a problem for this team, will not be moving forward. Shot suppression is where this team has been squandering leads and squandering points. And it was in the absence of Vinny DeHarnay that we saw that sort of put right back on display. Now, DeHarnay was back in the lineup last night. They went with 11 forwards, 7 defense, and were ultimately able to shut things down against, as I say again, a pretty weak offensive team. And McDavid talking about finding a way to win on an off night. You got to win games with without your A stuff. Um, you know, I'll, you know, I think it's pretty cliche that you know good teams find a way to win when they don't have their stuff. And you know, I thought that was tonight. Um, you know, Skinny made a huge save there in the third to kind of keep us in it, and um, you know we did just enough to get a win. Um, it's going to take a lot more than that to uh, to win coming down the stretch, but um, you know, give the boys credit. One uh, the the goal that. I'm not even sure which goal of the game it was, but 800 points for uh, for McDavid, 700 career points for Dreisaitl, and then 70 for uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins this season, which is a new career high for the Nuge. A pretty special accomplishment for all of them. Uh, but really, McDavid, you know, he's never one to talk about himself. Instead, looking at his teammates' accomplishments last night. Obviously, a great accomplishment from Leo. No 700, um, you know, amazing feat, and um, you know, Nuge just having a great year, you know, and just keeps uh, just keeps on going and, and making those great plays. Yeah, he sure does. Nuge, um, he's been a revelation on offense, and in addition to that, he's out there killing penalties. He's leading the team. He's it's a career year in more senses than just one. 
Dreisaitl on hitting the 700 career point plateau. Definitely a big goal, big win for our group. Um, dropped a couple, but um, yeah, two of the best players in the world, uh, plain and simple. Um, you know, it's so much fun, um, you know, sharing the ice with these two. So um, feel very fortunate and, and, and very honored that, um, you know, I get to play with these two for, for a long time. Yeah, and you know, the, uh, the feeling is mutual there without a doubt. And they're not playing with each other five on five, but they are on the power play. And that power play is really what made the difference last night, if you ask me. I mean, they got the goal with about six seconds left in the first period to keep themselves in that game in the first place. And then the four-minute minor uh, with a high stick to Devin Shore, who didn't leave the game despite looking like he broke his nose on the play. Uh, he ended up uh, getting the team's leather vest there at the end of it. It looked good. Uh, but Devin Shore with a big play. Um, just overall, again, I say it, it's weird because they came off of five straight losses. But let's look at the 30,000-foot view with Jay Woodcroft on an impressive 16-game stretch. Yeah, psychologically for sure, I, I think. But, you know, I don't think anyone should, it should be lost on anybody, especially in this room, that we've lost one game in regulation in 16. That's, anytime you're collecting points, that's the business we're in. We're in the business of collecting points. And uh, we haven't been perfect over that, what is that, six, seven weeks now? One loss in regulation. We haven't been perfect over that time, but we're we're doing some good things in order to gain points, and uh, that's a credit to our players and their hard work. All right, that's head coach uh, Jay Woodcroft. Um, we'll leave it there for the audio of all day. Do have a couple more clips from Frank Saravalli We might get to after the one o'clock news. Right now, we'll take a quick timeout. Uh, we'll come back. And Cody Jansen will have NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. It's Brendan Escott in today while Bob and the Oilers head off to Pittsburgh. Someone sent a humorous text message here, and I'm Ty- it's Tyler, and I, I, I'm trying to figure out what it, what it means. What that was, Brendan, was the dogs in the backyard who chased the stick you threw 40 minutes ago. Is that supposed to be a metaphor for the effort of the Edmonton Oilers last night when you threw the stick at the beginning of the hockey game and the dog kind of stood there and waited for the first 40 minutes before jumping off the porch to go? Just a little slow to get going. Yeah, a little slow. And that's not new with this team. And that, as a fan of the game, must drive a lot of people crazy. It must, because the upper echelon offensive talent is right there. It's not like it is missing in the first five minutes of a game. And it's not as prolific a problem as it was in years past. But this team does have a history with struggling to start hockey games. So um, something to at least think about there, though they still managed to kind of avoid that whole plague, if you will, and make it all the way to the Western Conference Finals. So is it a deal breaker? No. Would they benefit from not chasing games all the time? Yeah, they would. See, this conversation happens in all sports where it's do good teams know they're good? And what I mean by that is, do the Oilers know they only have to play 20 minutes and they can still beat the Philadelphia Flyers on a Tuesday night? Because if that's in their head, maybe that makes it a little bit tougher to get up for the first period against a John Tortorella group that, you know, is going to, you know, they're going to shut down the middle and they're going to play a physical. You know, it's not going to be a fun game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, it was certainly not supposed to be a fun game for the Oilers last night. And, and you will hear the guys say, 
the other team cares too. The other team is playing too. The other team is out there trying to win as well, whether they are fifteenth in the Eastern Conference standings or not. And and the problem with being the Oilers right now is that everybody wants to take a bite out of them because they do have the two best players in the world because they are uh, a commodity that realistically on paper should probably win the Pacific Division even still, especially when you hear the news about Vegas' goaltending and that sort of thing. Actually, um, let's get to all of the league's news as we throw it back over to Cody for NHL Today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Well, the Department of Player Safeties fined Detroit Red Wings captain Dylan Larkin five grand for cross-checking T. DJ Oshie last night. The Maple Leafs, they've ruled out defenseman Jake Muzzin for the remainder of the season and playoffs. He's been sidelined with that spine injury he had in the fall. Ovechkin is back with the Washington Capitals, last played on February 12th after the passing of his father. Winner take all tonight, Women's Hockey Worlds, Canada, USA in the rivalry series. Five o'clock start in Laval. Double WHL action. The Oil Kings are back in action Friday against Kelowna. Friday for the Bakersfield Condors as well, who are in Texas, three games in the NHL tonight. Winnipeg's in New York to face the Islanders. Dallas hosts Chicago, and the Calgary Flames are in Arizona to battle the Coyotes. I'm hearing good things about Mullet Arena. Just as an aside, I'm hearing that from those people who have had an opportunity to go down there and watch a hockey game, that the atmosphere is basically exactly what you hoped it would be like. Reasonably priced foods, you know, and, and a very intimate type of game. But are you hearing anything? I know you got a couple sources. Yeah, it's there. like the Red Deer Rebels are in the playoffs, right? It's a yeah. junior-sized barn. You put a decent crowd in there. It's going to feel good, but I, I mean, it's still... Mullet Arena, 5,000 people. I I won't pump the tires too much. I'm I'm sure it's fine, though. All right, all right. All that cold water. I'm going to dry it off in this next news break with Kevin Robertson. When we come back, we'll hear from Sportsnet's Mark Spector for Aquarian Renovations. It's Brendan Escott in today. Bob traveling to Pittsburgh. It's Oilers now.